This is the Goal Crush Podcast, a resource for setting, approaching, and achieving personal goals. Where your co-hosts, Margaret and Christy, share their experience crushing and crashing their way towards success, and sometimes failure, to inspire and encourage personal growth in your everyday life. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's always great to see you on my computer screen. Yes, good to see you too. I think we're really getting the hang of things recording in two different locations. Yes. I mean, you, I feel like, get to take the bulk of the work because you're doing the editing of this, which is impressive I agree. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We're going to teach you how to do that eventually. But yes. right now, I am doing all of the editing. Which, you know, like, is an accomplishment. It's not going to be the accomplishment I talk about today. But I did, the last one I didn't want to do. I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to edit the bullet journal. No, we're talking about bullet journals today. But Spoiler alert there, people. Yeah, spoiler alert. But I didn't want to do the bucket list one. I wanted it to just go away and to never talk ever again and not have to edit anything. But then I did it and it's out there in the world. And hopefully you all have listened to it. Bucket list. It was really good. It was a good episode. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you haven't, you should go listen to it because we love our bucket list. So, know, right? But what is your accomplishment this week? Oh, my God. Margaret, I finished this cross-stitch. I have been working – you know, right? The, I've been, I finished this cross-stitch. I've been working on it for like six months. It was supposed to be a Christmas present for my mother that I started in September – I remember. And I worked on it a lot. So I, here's the story behind it. I used to cross stitch when I was younger and I decided um, I wanted to pick it back up. I'm always looking for ways to be more creative and to create and make things. So I was like, oh, I like cross stitching. um, So I'll pick it up back up. So I went on Amazon and I was like, oh, you know, typed in beginner (laughs) um, cross stitch kit. And I found this one of like a kitten playing with a butterfly. It's so cute. And it's like beginner kit. Amazon is a motherfucking liar. Okay. (laughs) It was not a beginner kit. It had 29 different colors of thread. It was um, all said and done. Took about 80 hours of work. Um, Almost six months. Like it's February now. (laughs) Like I started it in September. And there got up to a point where I was like, oh, there's only 10 more hours of work. And then I would put about, you know, five more hours in. And I'd be like, oh, now there's only nine and a half hours of work. <laughs> and then I'd put, you know, five more hours in. And I'd be like, okay, there's nine and a half hours of work left. Like, it just was never ending. I couldn't, like, I, would, I literally got spasms in my back before Christmas from doing too many, like, I'd come home from work, like, the full 10 days before Christmas, I'd come home from work, and I'd literally cross-stitch for, like, six hours. And it was hell. And I burnt myself out, so I did take a break after the holidays. But guess what? You're done? I'm done. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, my God. Margaret, I can't even tell you how good it feels, but I'm finished with the project, so now I can move on to a new one. Are you going to cross-stitch some more? Yes, I am. I've already – well, I'm doing, like, a small – embroidery project which is technically different embroidery is technically different it's a very very small one and where I probably should have started <laughs> but I am doing another one it's gonna be so cute it's I'm, and I'm actually going to map out the design myself 
like design it myself and it's gonna say I'm cool but I cry a lot (laughs) in cross stitch letters Oh boy! Pretty excited. Yeah. But okay, enough about my cross stitch. What did you accomplish this week? Well, um, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but I had been without my glasses for a month. Yes. Yes, because uh, so I had my favorite pair of frames, and I forget why I was wearing. I think oh. Uh, my foster dog that I had this last summer chewed them up at one point. And so then over the fall, I had been wearing my backup pair of frames and they broke literally while I was in trial. Like I'm at the podium questioning a witness. I go up to like adjust my glasses and they like snap. It oh was no. <laughs> it was awkward. Um, and so then I thought. Pardon got- me while I become blind. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and well, and like. Yeah, it was just, it was all awkward. And so then I went back to wearing my other pair of frames that the foster dog had chewed up, but were still wearable. And I wore them for several months because this is me. And then I went to Portland for Christmas and I got to Portland and realized I'd forgotten my glasses, but thank God had enough contacts packed to be fine. I got back to Spokane and couldn't find my glasses anywhere. So I just wore contacts for like a month. And I finally got around to ordering the current pair I'm wearing, which I'm not sure if I'm going to keep or not. And then there's the second pair that I know is your favorite, which I still haven't decided if I'm going to spend a lot of money on. But my favorite part of this is I ordered the new pair of frames and I found my old pair of frames. So that was my accomplishment. They were... Oh, I'm so (laughs) impressed. Yes. Which, you sent me some pictures. Did you just end up buying the one, getting the ones on the internet, or did you get the really expensive one of a kind, made in Japan, designed in the U.S., $400, unique, less than 400, limited series glasses. So I ended up ordering the Warby Parker pair just because I was like, I need a day-to-day pair. I liked them. I was like, let's get that, and then I'll decide about the expensive pair. And I'll put pictures of both of the pairs of glasses up on the show notes. And the day-to-day pair from the War- from Warby Parker, I like them. They're very functional. They're super similar to my old pair of frames though that I have now found and um as a result I'm not sure if I'm going to return them or not within Warby Parker's uh return policy or if I'm going to keep them because I think they're nice frames all right all right I'll I'll let you have it that you ordered some glasses though I'm still waiting for you to pull the trigger on oh they're so awesome they're they're so you the fact that they're like limited series crafted in Japan like and they, they look so stylish and so cool. Um, I'm waiting for you to crush that. <laughs> yes. So that will probably happen when I get back from LA. It was just, haven't gotten around to going back to the eyeglasses shop and pulling the trigger on the very expensive pair of glasses. Well, that's awesome. I think we both had some productive weeks there. Yes. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about one of the ways that we stay organized while crushing our goals, which would be bullet journals. Oh, I love bullet journals. I don't love them as much as bucket lists, so I will not do my little scream dance squeal that I did on the other episode, but I'm excited to talk about this. So here we go. So bullet journals. Mm-hmm. I guess let's start with the most basic question, Christy. What is a bullet journal? What is it? Oh my gosh. The most, my favorite type of planner. I like to imagine that it is a format of planning that uses lists. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Ryder Carroll, I can't believe I know this, by the way. Ryder Carroll is the person who, uh, he invented, like, the idea of the bullet journal. And his whole... I am so glad you knew that off the top of your head, because I didn't, like, research this. I mean, I've researched it in the past, but, like, I don't keep that information for later. So I'm so glad you had that, Ryder Carroll. I I would agree with you. Probably about anything in real life, honestly. So I'll agree with you in this and trust that that's right. If it's not, it'll be in the show notes either way. Yeah. Um, And he calls it an analog method of, I forget, like, I think it's like an analog method of organization. And a big part of it is that it's a paper to pen. And I think you're right. Like, I think of it as list keeping or structuring the parts of your life that need to, that you need to be cognizant of in a notebook. Yes, and while there is like a very specific structure that's outlined by the creator um, and that strict bullet (laughs) bullet journalers would align to, it's flexible. I love that it's customizable. It's not a planner that you buy that has things in a printed structure. You create the structure. And every sort of day, week, month, year, you structure it how it works for you so that you can use it and personalize it in a way that's functional. I think that's like the key is that it becomes a really functional tool to organizing your day, your your life in general. Yeah, and I think that while there is a very clear theory to that sort of gave birth to the bullet journals, at the same time, the whole idea of it is to find a system that works for you or works for you for that specific week or day, depending upon if you do a weekly spread or a daily spread and to find a way that lets you actually accomplish things and document it. Because I mean, we've talked about lists. We talk about writing out goals and stuff. All of this, I think buys into that same theory that by committing it to pen and paper and then being able to refer back to it, you actually can both see a record of what you've accomplished and stay on track with accomplishing the things you need to. Yeah. And, you know, I think this goes really well into sort of our next question that we had was why a bullet journal? I tried a million different planners. I got super obsessed for a hot second with um, really pretty planners. Like there's an Erin Condren Of course you did. If you just Google that and like it's super customizable, but it is like a pre-printed grid of sorts where there's the weekly spread you know that has a grid for each day or day and each hour sometimes it has like a monthly spread and a weekly spread I spent so much money trying there's another one um, called me and my big ideas or the happy planner the happy planner I bought a happy planner I I did never did pull the trigger on Aaron Condren planner thank god but I probably spent like at least $200 trying different planners out and they always fell by the wayside. I would use them for like a week or two. And I didn't know what to do when they they didn't, they didn't have extra pages to do other sort of organizing in. They just were literally like put your schedule in and that it's what you do. It's about like the, the planner was about like literally your schedule and what you accomplish each week. And it didn't really work for me. I couldn't find that customizable sort of approach of use of it like I can a bullet journal. Yeah, I completely understand that. I've kept, I mean, I've kept journals since I was like in elementary school. Me too. Me yeah. Too. And I've kept written planners since, 
college, and I have my college planner still, which is always fairly amusing. You crazy. You I know. crazy. Eh, you know, <laughs> and for all of you out there Maria Kondoing your lives, they definitely spark joy in mine, so I will be keeping that. <laughs> I have my journals, but I didn't keep planners for years. I remember before, like, smartphones, I had a paper planner for, like, my work schedule. <laughs> and, like, because, like, that's how you – there was no such thing as, like, a calendar in your phone. Mm, yeah. But once I got, got, like, Gmail, I would just use my digital calendar to keep my schedule, you know? I didn't – and then I used my journal to journal, like, my thoughts, my feelings. But I didn't have anything to connect the two. Yeah, and I've always sort of ended up with a mashup of both, which is probably one of the reasons I've kept my planners. I end up jotting down a lot of notes about things I'm thinking and stuff like that. And I like seeing the record of what I did on certain days, which I find really um, a great way to connect with, like, past experiences. So um, that's one of the things I like about the bullet journal. I have used other forms of uh, journals recently. Um, I used a best uh, – the best self um, journal. Wait, like, actually, let me grab it. I have it right here. I got – Your I, planner, right? Yeah. Like it's a planner. And it's – um. It's by a company called uh, Best, Best Self Co. Yeah, Best Self Company, and they do the, what's called Self Journal. I'll put it in the show notes. I know I've mentioned that like last summer was just kind of really rough, and I could like I could cognitive like cognizantly know that my like I wasn't as mentally healthy as I wanted to be, and so I looked into ways. And one of the things I was having a really hard time with with bullet journals at the time was it was too freeform. I needed structure. There is something to say about that. Yeah. And so I sort of did some research, and this journal came up on a lot of recommended lists of, like, both best journals out there and goal accomplishment. And so what I liked about it and I found really successful is that you set out – it's essentially a planner that lasts for 90 um, days. Yeah, it's short, right? Yeah, it's short. But that for those 90 days, you set three major goals. You set roadmaps, like you break the goals down into incremental goals. And then you, each week you make weekly goals. And then each day you keep a daily log of everything you do to be productive, which I actually found was super helpful. Like keeping that daily log uh, and was really helpful for me with my productivity. And you also set like daily goals or um, you set you. And then at the end of the, at the beginning of the day, you do a gratitude journal. So like three things you're grateful for in the morning, you set your daily goals. Um, and then in the evening, you recap what you're great, like what you're grateful for in the evening, what you accomplished in the day, like what were your wins? And if there are any areas of improvement and I just, I did it pretty much all 90 days. And this took me through some like, what was a very rough fall but sometimes like it was really powerful to wake up in the morning and say what am I grateful for and I'd be like I'm grateful for my cats and I'm grateful for the fact that I get to have coffee and I mean I wasn't exactly feeling grateful about a lot of things but I like had to think of three things every morning and it was really helpful at the end of the day to be able to look back and go okay I felt really shitty all day and I still ended up taking my dog for a walk or something like that like and um, so I found that really helpful. And I think that's the thing about bullet jour- journaling is that freeform can be very hard when you don't like you, when you don't have the mental ability to think of what works best for you. I also I just ordered a passion planner and then I'm going to return it. Um, 
Cause oh, yeah, the passion planner. Yeah, I've done some research into that, too. I think that the passion planner specifically, so the best self-code planner is really like a goal-oriented planner of sorts that focuses your, in, in a very type A, daily type of way, you know, like oh, daily check-ins sure. at all times, morning and night. Um, it sets a lot of expectations as well. Whereas like the, and also I feel like the passion planner, if you know, or like now, like we're just talking about all the different comparisons. Cause there's so many choices you have to plan your life, um, is hourly. Yes. It's all about that hourly structure of, you know, like Aaron Condren has that layout as well, where you can have a day and you start it. It literally has 24 hours for you to fill in. Yeah. That's just not something I feel is super productive for me and my workflow, um, whereas like a bullet journal, I have tailored it very specifically to, I've literally cut so much out of what is outlined by the creator to just use portions that work for me and that I can skip time too. And I don't feel like I'm wasting space mm. in a planner that's like dated or undated where like, if I don't, if I have two weeks where I'm like, Oh God, like I just, I didn't have the t- time, energy or space. I don't have to feel like now I'm like picking something back up and I failed in any way. Yeah. And that was ultimately what decided me to go back to a bullet journal. I, and I'll put pictures up of my current monthly spread and my like weekly spreads and my sort of daily goal setting, because I decided to take the parts of it that work really well for me, which, so I did make a spread that is basically a daily log for the whole week because I like that. But that's the thing about bullet journaling. You can add in what works for you. Right. I think this is a great segue into how we make it work for us, you know, leading from like why we both chose a bullet journal and also why we've both used other planners yes <laughs> at different times um because while we both have settled on the bullet journal as planners i think that another sort of point of all of this is that having a planner in general is really helpful having a like the best self co one as like a goal oriented like structured planner is great having something that's pretty and nice and has a page for every week like erin condren great if that works for you it's just finding what works and for both of us really long-term bullet journaling has worked as our best planners. But let's talk about how we structure ours because I know they're different. Yes. They're very different. And and how we use them in our daily lives and how that sort of translates into success. Yes. So right now I do a monthly spread, which is like the month plan with little squares. I find it helpful for me to put in like trips. I sometimes put in work deadlines there. I like to be able to see the whole month. Um, and I should add, I also like, we keep our calendars at work on a digital calendar where everyone can see where you are and stuff like that. And so I also transfer my appointments out of that into my weekly spread so that I can see when I have. Oh, so you merge your, like your professional and your personal. Yeah. And I find that I need to keep one solid hundred percent calendar. I just, it's better for me. Um, and I don't want to do that on my work calendar. Not that like I care about my paralegal or any of my colleagues seeing the rest of my life, but um, I'm not a huge fan of it. And so, and I also don't, this is, goes to, I guess, boundaries. I don't like looking at my work calendar or my work email on my phone at home. So it's really nice for me to be able to open up my uh, bullet journal, see my weekly spread and remember that like, oh, <sighs> I should dress for court today because I have oh my court. God. That's so funny. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I don't, I, I like, um, uh, my, I, like, I keep track of my work schedule. So my, 
I used G Suite for work and I used the calendar, the Google Calendar for my like actual schedule. And those are blended on my phone. And I, I, I have all my work emails on my phone. I have all my work like in my digital calendar that I still keep as a schedule. But my bullet journal is mostly just personal life stuff. Like I never put anything for work in my bullet journal. It is mine. It is about my like mental health. It is about my habits in my life. It isn't about organizing my work. Maybe it's because my work is, um, should I say less demanding? <laughs> I think it's, it's just different. And I, I find that my to-do lists get blended, but that's just the way I go about doing no. things. So no. I keep a digital to-do list at work. Um, I, I, I transferred out. I used to keep a separate bullet journal for work. I tried to for about a year and I found that it wasn't as effective as having a digital to-do list. Um, but everything for my personal life is kept in my bullet journal analog, which is very bizarre. I've very separated, like I've separated the two entirely. And like, I don't normally do a monthly layout. I did this month because I have in the past, I have done monthly layouts in the past, um, but they're less like schedule oriented. Mm. And I think my entire bullet journal is less schedule oriented, more goal task habit related. So I don't have, so if I do a monthly spread, it's usually to be like able to mark habits and my progress towards them and sort of reflect on the previous month. But for the most part, I'm just doing weekly spreads. I just do a weekly spread. I, I, I don't find month, only when I'm in a really good mental health space do I do a monthly spread. Because really, mo- more than anything, I use my bullet journal to enhance my mental health. Like, as I battle depression, I have to have a place to track things I do that support my mental health. And that's what I use mine for. I don't use it for like, I do use it for to-do list, but um, I, I, it's more about habit tracking more than anything, which has been sort of, a very specific personalized way that I've organized my bullet journal. Um, I sort of want to go out into my layout of my week. Yeah, Can no, I do that. Yes, yes. Or I want to, I want to explain it and I'll add it. I've, I've actually posted it on Instagram before. I've stuck with it for a really long time, but it's what works for me. So I'm just going to explain my weekly layout, and then you can explain your weekly layout. Okay. My weekly layout, it's, it's if you open a journal, it's two pages. It's the left and right page. On the left page, I write, I just sort of separate the five, the seven days in the week, five days, the seven days in the week. Um, I've gotten, I used to use washi tape and pretty pens because there's lots of people that do like really beautiful stuff. And I used to find creativity in it. But then I found that doing cr- beautiful things in my bullet journal actually hindered me from using it the way it needed to be used. <laughs> because a new week would come around and I'd be like, fuck, I have to like make my spread. Like, I have to draw it and add things to it. And I was like, you know what? That was keeping me out of doing it. So now I just take a ballpoint pen and I separate Monday through Sunday and the date on the left-hand side. I don't really – sometimes nothing really gets put there, but it's there just so I know what day it is. And the right side is really the meat of my bullet journal. I separate it into two columns with a line down the center. On the right side is a very traditional to-do list for bullet journals. Um, if you look, look at the resources that we provide on sort of like intro to bullet journals that we'll link to, it, it shows the, the whole point of bullet journal is to like have tasks. You have tasks. That's what this to-do list like um, column is for me. It's tasks that need to be completed. They're one-time tasks. Um, once they get started, you put a little, I use like one mark. 
once they get completed, I fill in the circle. And then from that list, the next week, I just migrate over what doesn't get done. That's traditional, right? Super yeah, traditional. Super traditional. Now, the left-hand column is where I've really personalized how I use my bullet journal, and that is habit tracking. I put down the things that I have to do multiple times a week, and then I put enough dots for how many times I want to do it that week. Um, Right now, I have meditation, um, journaling, it's like actual journaling in the morning, exercise, bathe, (laughs) because I deal with depression and I literally have to track how many times I bathe every week. I always love that you're so upfront about that. that, (laughs) But I think it's... I'll forget. Well, it's a healthy, like, acknowledgement of something that works for you and there's no shame in it. So I always... Yeah. And then I have... Right now I have trash recycle because I live in a building that has valet trash. I know. It sounds so sweet. To have someone literally come outside your door and, like, pick up your trash. But it means that you have to work within someone else's hours. Because they only come – this is going to sound like a complaint. I'm not trying to complain about my valet trash. <laughs> <laughs> they come Sunday through Thursday night. So they don't come two nights out of the week. And they only pick it up um, at 8 o'clock, which means you can only put it outside your door between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. So literally there's like 10 hours of the week where your garbage can get picked up. And like it's it's a bit restricting in a way that I just had to I put it on my I realized I was missing it. So I had to put it on my habit tracking list mm-hmm. so I can make sure I do it enough times each week so I can make sure I do it enough that I know it sounds like really lame that I have to put putting now, taking the trash out put, on, but like I hope it explains why I have I put, to put it on there. My habit tracker always involves the cat litter boxes. Which, Mine has, that's the next one on my list, litter box. Mm-hmm. Which like I've had cats my whole life. I uh, shouldn't have as many problems with doing this chore as I do, but I put it on Girl, there. Oh, I still need to do it right now, like right now. Oh, yeah, me too. It's like right now I'm trying to get in the habit of doing it twice a week, which some people might think is insanely gross, but like – I used to do it once a week right now, but I need to be doing it two times a week. So I just added it to my habit tracker and put two boxes, two little circles mm-hmm. under it so that I can try to force myself to do it twice a week. I haven't yeah. successfully done that yet, but so that way I can look back. My habit column is really like my favorite part because I can say at the end of the week, I can look back and be like, oh my God, like I feel like shit. I feel like awful. I can be like, I only meditated once and I exercised once and I only bathed once like and realize like oh I'm not doing those things in my life that I know make me feel good and make me feel better and so I'm able to have an accountability of sorts with built in within my tracker and I do it weekly I don't have a monthly tracker there are people out there that build these elaborate monthly trackers I'm like no 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 I break it down into pieces I break it down into weekly you know, yeah, no, I'm a weekly habit tracker. I a also- weekly habit tracker, and you know, it, it's what keeps me on track and focuses me, and and gives me a sense of accomplishment as well. Yeah, and I think that's part of why I like doing a daily log. Is it lets me look back at my week and think I didn't accomplish anything, and then I can look at it and see, oh, look at I spent. You know, all of these times I did these things, I ran these errands. I can just look at it and remember like, oh, I did actually accomplish a lot of things. So do you have daily logs plus a weekly spread? Yeah. Tell me about your your spreads. So I've like been... Like your monthly, weekly, daily. I've been... What, what do you have? So currently I'm trying to find my best 
combination of weekly and daily logs. I love that you can, that's another thing about bullet journaling. You can really, really, really experiment to see what works for you. Like you can change it up each week. It's taken me a really long time to get this layout. And it's not something, anyway, I, did, I do, I like reading articles on bullet journals. Yeah. And there's a lot of really great BuzzFeed resources. And so I've looked at a lot of um, inspiration to get to where I'm at. Yeah. So, um, and my, like, currently I have a really classic future planner, which I wrote out all of the months for the year, and I... Oh, you do the yearly. I don't do the yearly anymore. So I do the yearly. I, and this is true of most of my life, I love color coordinating my things. So then I went through the yearly, and, like, my vacations are, the dates are highlighted in certain days, the holidays are in other colors, you know, like, I add court deadlines, like, important deadlines in a different color for myself. So I can just look at the year and see upcoming, like, and know what it is based on the color. And, yes, I am that company. Man, I'm so impressed. I don't, I said, I... Sometimes don't know what month it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, well, and I think, like, the nature of my job is that I ha- I have a lot of deadlines. I have a fantastic paralegal who's very good at keeping me on top of those deadlines. But it's still on me to make my filing deadlines and stuff like that. So it's a part of my life. Yeah, my deadlines are very short. Like, the things I work with are, like, very sort of, like, daily deadlines. Mm. Sort of, like. You get this thing, and it's done by this time. <laughs> yeah. well, It's very different than these long-term sort of projects you work yeah, on. Yeah, and one of the things that can be a little bit hard for me is that sometimes my clients sort of go, like, my client schedule will go through a cycle, and so, like, they'll sort of drop off for a while, and I don't want to forget that a deadline could be coming up or I'm going to need to talk to them about getting certain information from them. So this is, like, being able to have a long-term vision in my calendar is really important for keeping me on task. Um, so, so you have the year log, so I have, do you use the year log, I do, I do not use a year log. Yeah, no, I do do, I do use a year log. And that was actually one of the reasons I went back to bullet journaling or, and looked at the passion planner was that the best, um, the self journal wasn't set up well for a year, like for long, long-term vision. And I needed that. It seems like the best self-co one you used was really goal oriented. Yes. Which a lot of goal oriented journals, planners, should be short. Yes. I'm going to be completely honest to, to get results. Like there's there's things that I – I got a 21-day journal once because they say there's 21 days for you to create a habit. Yeah. And um, I mean that's why that, that one like 21-day fix is 21 days. Yes. Like there's a lot of research put into 21 days being, you know, to create habits. So there's a time and a place for something that's short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. For sure. And so then um, I also have been doing a traditional monthly, which like – uh, and um, and then on the side of my monthly, I write down my monthly goals. Um, I've put, like, what I'm looking forward to. And then I've made a section, which I haven't – and past months have not filled out, but I'm trying to, like, find ways because I really enjoy being able to think about the things that – that brought me happiness and joy so then I also have added into the monthly section um what made me happy so at the end I love that as like a reflection yeah so at the end of the month I want to look back at my monthly spread and have the goals from a month the things I was looking forward to and then the things that actually made me happy I think I'm gonna do that I've done that in the past I really have but I do think it takes a lot of stability in my life to um have these sort of what I see as ancillary is that the right word yeah ancillary okay yes 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 <laughs> ancillary like parts of the bullet journal and for me that's monthly and yearly it's like those aren't really necessary for me to get what I need from the journal and if I'm if I am doing those where like if I have a monthly spread where I can reflect and look forward 
and track goals. It means that my life is pretty stable. And I'm going to be honest, my life has not been stable yeah. for the last six months. No, for sure. I did a bullet journal for a good, like, three months in the last six months. And it put my life in chaos. But my life was in chaos. I was literally, like, living out of boxes. And, you know, yeah, living on a couch. And I couldn't even find the focus to do my weeklies. So I think it was great to be able to hop back in yeah. after that, too. No, I think that's really true. And so then, like, I have what I have been experimenting with, which seems to be working really well, is a weekly spread that is just a daily log. Like each day it starts at 5.30 in the morning and goes until 10 p.m. So I can just write down each thing I'm doing in the hour. Um, I find it really helpful. And ah. and frankly... I see why you're interested in the passion planner. Yeah, no, the passion planner, <laughs> like there was a reason I bought it. And then I went through it and realized it was too highly structured for me. And I wanted... It's very highly structured. Yes. And I wanted more freedom in certain areas that didn't, it didn't lend itself to it. So I suspect that when I find the right spreads in my bullet journal, it's going to be a mashup of bullet journaling, the passion planner, and my favorite aspects of the self-journal that were really productive and helpful for me. Um, Because, yeah, and I realize, like, my daily log in some ways actually takes the place of a to-do list because I will write in things ahead of time, like, use this hour to do something that I know I need to do, and then I use that time to go do it. So your daily logs, are they taking up like a full page? Are they taking up? Well, so my weekly log is on like it's seven columns across two pages right now. And then on the daily logs, this is where I'm still experimenting and I need to figure out something. I try to every day in the morning write what I'm grateful for. And then at the end of the day, write the things that made me happy. And I'm trying to find a way to work that in. I also, here's the funny thing, to-do lists and I keep, to-do list actually sometimes stress me out if I don't get to what's on them and then like the migration stresses me out so I oftentimes that brings me so much calm yeah oh see and that doesn't for me because like I will have put on uh, to use a work example draft like divorce paperwork for someone and that might not have been that time pressing and so like if other clients come in with emergencies and I never get to that for the day I could have been super accomplished that day but not have gotten to what I intended to do and that can sometimes stress me out so I have to like balance that out I tend to keep um to-do lists in my files at work so I can see where I'm at I also keep really good case notes because well that's part of what I'm supposed to do as an attorney but my case notes tend to be a really like good log of what I need to do and what I have been doing so that's a little bit different for me. Okay, so we have the logs. We have our, you know, your daily, weekly, monthly bed. What else do you keep in your bullet journal? Because I, that's where mine gets fun. Oh. That's where mine outside of my weekly spread, I do, like, the beginning of every, every, every bullet journal I start, I put my 40 before 40 bucket list. Oh, so I, I have like an that. analog version of that. So when I actually do something, I can mark it off. Yes, Nice. And then I have the a list of running of the 100 books before 2025, which is another bucket list item. Yes. Read 100 books in a decade, which is, I know is very less. If you just listen to our like, bucket list episode, you'll understand. Like I, I do a lot of bucket list stuff at the beginning of my bullet journal, so I'm keeping track of all the books I'm reading. I have a page for all the birthdays of all my friends and family. That goes into my yearly spread. Yeah. So, the, see, and I just have – I don't have a yearly spread, so I literally just have a list of all their birthdays. Mm-hmm. 
And these are like the pretty pages in my book. They're the ones that I like enjoy building out, but they're really just pulled over from the one previous. And then in between weekly spreads, I do all of my meal planning. So another thing that we've talked about already. So I'll do all my meal planning in the spaces between them, which is one of the really prefer bullet journals is because in a traditional planner, like you don't have other places to do things. There might be some like pre-printed pages for like yearly and monthly, and there might be some like loose leaf pages at the back, but I like that I can, let's say I need to do a, um, my, my meal planning, I like to put my monthly budgets in here. I sometimes like to do like daily, just to do like on a Saturday or on a weekend, I'll just migrate all of my weekly tasks that I haven't done yet and add a bunch of other cleaning things or like I just like to write notes about something in between the weekly spreads that means that like my new weekly spread can have as many pages of use between each week versus a planner where it's like you're stuck there and you have to create like a whole other planner for all these other things and that's exactly the reason I ended up not going with the passion planner was it didn't have enough flexibility for the other stuff so I keep a, a list of the books I've read I also keep a list of the books I want to read like if I'm reading the news how ambitious well like if I'm reading the newspaper I read some book blogs you know someone mentions a book that they found really inspiring I put it into my to be read list um I keep a section for quotes if I'm reading something and I really like come across oh I like that I never know where to put them I should put them in my bullet journal yeah and if it's something I find inspiring if it's something that I find that just makes me stop and pause like I mean also I don't write as much as I used to in previous jobs as an attorney but I keep like I keep inspiration writing around me all the time i.e really well written stuff and sometimes I'll put like an, a, a paragraph or something I'll rip it out of a New Yorker article and tape it into my bullet journal because it was such a beautifully written paragraph so that goes in the quote section too um I love that about I think that's the one thing I want to stress like as we sort of wrap this guy up that bullet journals are planners one First and foremost, they are designed to be planners, but they're limitless. Yes. They, they're, they're customizable. They can be artistic. Like how I mentioned how I used to like to make my spreads pretty. Like you will find the most beautiful examples of bullet journals on the internet. People that really thrive and find joy from making them beautiful. Um, and then you'll find messy little pieces of shit <laughs> that just work. Like mine can be so messy, but it really, really works for me. And like I've taped things in it before and you know, I'd like to do more of that. I'm realizing, I was like, things that bring me joy, like taping them into the pages. So it really does be, can become like a memory book of this beautiful thing of inspiration of things that you, you find in your life. Yeah, and I like, I think that's a, memory book's a great way to put it. I think that's why I enjoy uh, writing down what made me happy and I like keeping the daily logs of what I do. I like being able to look back and feel those sense of joy that comes from those memories and things like that. So, um, I Yes, I think that it's really good that like bullet journals take planners and make them into memories. Yes, for sure. Quote that. <laughs> I feel like that may, of course, be the place that we should end this. Um, ultimately, the thing about bullet journals is they are flexible and functional at the same time. And it's like the and it lets you express yourself and accomplish what you want to accomplish in a way that actually works for you. Because I think a lot of planners, there's always a part of it that does, doesn't apply to you. And you go, well, I'm never going to use that column or whatever. So bullet journal. And I think that that's some kind of, it can sometimes lead you to not use them. Exactly. 
So and, and, and to leave them by the wayside because it doesn't feel tailored to you. And um, I mean, I think that the greatest thing for um, getting things done, what's another word for that? <laughs> Accomplishing things? Thank you. A, 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 a great way. It's like the greatest thing that leads to accomplishment is inspiration. And you can't always find inspiration in a layout that works for someone else. Yeah. Sometimes you can. But I find inspiration and am able to accomplish more when things are structured specifically for me. Yeah. And I also think the nice thing, and we've sort of touched on this, is you can also develop ways that help you be more diligent, like your habit tracker and everything else. So really think about if you're going to try bullet journaling, which I think we both highly recommend, think about... Yes, we do. Um what would work for you? It's fun. Like, it is fun to think about these things, too. Yes, and check out our show notes. We'll put so many, so many links, so many beautiful things and inspiration for you, and all the other journals and planners that we mentioned today. Yes, so go have fun journaling. Great. Now I want to really adjust my bullet journal, Margaret. I want to start doing some new fancy things that I got inspired to do from you. I kind of want to go organize my washi tape right now. <gasps> I organized my washi tape this weekend. I saw that actually. Didn't you put it on, I know. on Instagram? I, I will add the picture because I have been doing, finding more ways to to organize via Marie Kondo um, because I, I was meditating on Saturday morning and I was, I, I, I was real, I don't know what, I'd, I'd done some cardio earlier. I think that clears your mind. And then I was, I'd really focused on um, doing lots of self-care Saturday morning. So I'd like done some tarot and I'd done my journaling already and I'd done some reading. And then I went to sit down for a much longer meditation time, so like 20, 25 minutes. And I got to a really great place and I, as I do when I'm in a, like a more, a longer free form self-guided meditation, I asked myself, like, what should I do today? Because I'm trying to be more specific with my time. And the voice inside of me said, purge. (laughs) (laughs) Not like purge like the movie, but like keep purging. So I was like, and I was like, all right. Like, I could, I could, and I had organized my bookshelves because I haven't really styled them since I moved in. And we all know how obsessed I am with, fucking around with my apartment um and so I went through all my art supplies and all and they were sort of in these in these a couple of boxes and bins and baskets that I put on my bookshelves that were sort of stuffed in like an odd you know weird just stuffed in there type of way and um oh my god I like color color organized my washi I went through all my art supplies and touched things and was like you don't bring me joy I got rid of them and it was it was good but I highly recommend organizing your washi. Okay, well, that will be on my weekly goals for this week. Maybe I'll start using washi on my weekly spreads again. Yeah. I think I could like that. I've just needed bare bones for a while. Yeah. I have. Um, I don't think we have any questions this week. I, I can't answer a question. No, I was going to say. Can we not do that? No, uh, we can. T- <laughs> Here's what I was going to say. I feel like both of us are at a certain level with our energy, and it might not be that high. I know, guys. We you're lucky you're hearing from us right now. We're, we're really sticking to focusing our first six months of doing this podcast on just getting the podcast done every two weeks. And and we're at that point right now. I think this is episode five. That five, yes. Five. It's episode five where we could quit. Yes. <laughs> and, and totally lo- make it logical and like, <laughs> be like we're good. we did that thing once. But we're going to stick with it. And so right now that means 
we're not gonna nope really hustle we're gonna just say follow us on instagram yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you some words of wisdom from my lovely undergraduate institution which you're gonna appreciate now done is better than good (gasps) oh thank you jesus yes so on that note you guys when you have some goals that are hard to accomplish just remember done is better than good you can share those goals with us on instagram we always love to hear from you Um, hashtag the goal crush yep and try to see it (laughs) we'll try um in the other world of done is better than good if you've been enjoying this podcast you can totally leave reviews for us on itunes it really helps us out and we super appreciate it five stars you can actually see how many five stars we have now that's how many we have that means five people have given us five stars um and you need at least five before it tells you how many stars you have so i'm feeling pretty good about that thank you five people who did it we appreciate you Yes, and you can also find us on Spotify. So you can listen on Spotify or iTunes, and we appreciate you tuning in. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Goodbye.